today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Her husband also, and he praises her. Stop right there. He doesn't tear her down. He's not condescending to her. He praises her. This is known as the three A's. We've talked about this before. Affection, attention, and affirmation. A wife will not survive, let alone thrive, without those three. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will share with husbands about how their wives should be treated. Bible, Jesus calls the church his bride, and as his bride, he made tremendous sacrifices for us because of his love. The same is true of earthly marriages. Husbands are to sacrifice themselves for their wives. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Proverbs 31 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. She perceives, verse 18, that her merchandise is good, the quality of it, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. So here's this amazing woman, right? So industrious, so virtuous, very hardworking, gets up early, makes sure everything's ready for her family. She's very compassionate to her servants, her employees. She considers them. She's very compassionate to the poor. She considers them, reaches out to them, gives to them. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Now, here we are in Hawaii. This is foreign to us, but I can promise you, coming from Spokane, Washington, in January, in December sometimes, in February, so I'll never forget. In fact, the year was 19... 97, I think. Might have been 87. Anyway, it's all a blur now. Man, it's so long ago. And we were in Spokane. It was in February, and it was without the wind chill, 40 degrees below zero. Yeah. And, And they were saying, you know, talk about wearing masks. They said, don't go outside because if you breathe in that cold air, it can actually, you know, have some negative, uh, you know, consequences on your uh, uh, lungs. So you were actually told to, wow, everything comes full circle, but for a different reason. So, you know, you, you wear protective covering. And I mean, you wouldn't go outside. You wouldn't dare go outside without like six layers of clothing You had everything covered, hands, head, face, everything. It was so, it was bone cold. I remember times I would, I would be out all day at an auction in cold. I would come home. I couldn't get warm for like two days. 
I was, I was in front of the fire plate. And then the snow. Oh my goodness, the snow. I had a driveway. It was a very long driveway. Doing a long driveway in snow country. So I, I, I used to, you know, do the, because I'm a man, I need the exercise. And so I would used to shovel, you know, by hand until there was all of a sudden now six feet of snow. I'm not exaggerating. Six feet of snow. So forget that. I got a snowblower. I'm pushing the snowblower and it takes about a, a half hour, 45 minutes, a long driveway to get the snow. And then as soon as you're done, you get inside, take off your clothes and, you know, kind of look at the fruits of your labor. And then what happens? More snow. So, I mean, I feel her pain here, (laughs) but she's not afraid of the snow, not afraid of the cold. Why? Because her household is clothed with scarlet and kept warm. Verse 22, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Purple is a a color associated with royalty. Her husband, now get this, this is is kind of humorous. Indulge me for a second. So uh, sometimes when we're out and about, not so much lately for obvious reasons, but we'll be out and about and someone will uh, say to my wife, are, are you J.D.'s wife? To which she'll usually respond with something like, it depends. <laughs> anyway, that's another, another story, but that's what happens 33 years of marriage. But, uh, but I'll never forget. So when we first, because she's a Kailua girl, born and raised, right? So we move here, and all of a sudden now it wasn't, are you J.D.'s wife? It's like, hey, are you Kelly's husband? She's over there going, yeah, did you hear that? Her husband is known in the gates. Hey, that's her husband. It is? Yeah. Oh, in the gates. You know what the gates were? This is where they conducted all of the business affairs. All of the business and commerce, and this was the hub of all of the city activity was at the city gate. And so here he shows up, he walks up, and they're not saying, hey, that's so-and-so. No, they're saying, hey, that's her husband. Wow, what a blessed man. Oh, when he sits among the elders of the land. He's known as her husband. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. I'm sorry I'm chuckling, but it's kind of like, enough already. (laughs) What what does she not do? Apparently nothing. She does everything. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. (laughs) She shall rejoice in time to come. That's important. Don't miss that. She's the, can you imagine how much joy this woman would have? How How much rejoicing this woman would have? How blessed is she? 
verse 26. Just when you think it wouldn't (laughs) get even more interesting, not only is she blessed with the work of her hands, so industrious and such a hard worker. Now, when she talks, listen to this, she opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. You know how it is that some people, I mean, they've got everything anyone could ever want and more. And outwardly you, you look at them and you think to yourself, man, they're, they're really blessed. And they are. But sometimes what comes packaged with that is a mean spirit, an arrogance. And not her. To be that and it's, this is wealth we're talking about here. Everything we have described here in this chapter would indicate that she was wealthy. They were wealthy. They had means. And you know, sometimes when people have the world's riches, they become really mean-spirited. And it's pride. It's sinful pride. They're very harsh in the way they treat people, but not her. She's kind. She, she, I could do a whole teaching just on this one word, kindness. Just being kind. You know, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Kindness. How about when she talks? You know, sometimes, you know, when, when we've talked about this in the Proverbs prior, that, you know, somebody who doesn't say anything, they just are silent. You think, man, they're so wise. And then they open their mouth. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Reminds me of a story. You'll forgive me. I, I love this. It's so good. So the wife says something to her husband. And her husband looks at her and says, how could something so stupid come out of someone so beautiful? Listen to her response. She looks at her husband. She says, well, honey, God made me beautiful so you would marry me. And God made me stupid so I'd marry you. That's wit. Sounds like something she would say, right? (laughs) But no. (laughs) Wisdom and kindness. Verse 27. (laughs) Sorry about that. Some of you are like, wow, I just could have probably gone the rest of the night without hearing something like that. But husbands, don't say that to your wives. Whatever you do, do not say that to your wives. Verse 27. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. In other words, she's not sitting around all day watching soap operas, reading romance novels, you know, eating, feeding her face all day, doing nothing. Now verse 28 is interesting. 
her children rise up and call her blessed. First thing in the morning when they get up, she's already up. We were just told that, right? And what, what do the children say to their mom? Where's breakfast? No. They rise up and they call her blessed. In other words, I am so blessed that you're my mother. I am so blessed. And her husband also. Okay guys, let's get real. Real talk. Her husband also, and he praises her. Stop right there. He doesn't tear her down. He's not condescending to her. He praises her. This is known as the three A's. We've talked about this before. Affection, attention, and affirmation. A wife will not survive, let alone thrive, without those three. You know, the, the power of life and death are in the tongue. I, I think, guys, we have to be very careful with how we talk to our wives. We can just crush them. We can cut them to shreds with our words. You know, there's an interesting illustration that I use whenever I um, am talking to couples. And I discern that, you know, the wife is just, you know, kind of reeling <laughs> just because her husband, just the, the way he treats her, the things he says to her. And so I share with them about the buffalo and the butterfly. You got a buffalo and you got a butterfly. You take a pebble and you put it on that buffalo. It doesn't even know it's there just rolls off its back. What? Huh? That's just, I guess you know which one the buffalo is. And then you got this delicate, sensitive butterfly. And you take that same pebble and you put it on the wing of that butterfly and you devastate it. That's the husband-wife relationship. You know, in Peter, it's, it's a really terrifying verse, for lack of a better way of saying it. I hate it, if I could be honest. I, mean, I know it's not pastoral to say you hate a verse in the Bible. I, I hate the implications of it, because basically it says this, that as a husband, if you do not dwell in an understanding way, and you're not considerate and kind to your wife, who is your joint heir as the weaker vessel, inferior, not mentally or spiritually or emotionally, but physically, joint air. If you're like that to her, your prayers will go unanswered. Don't even bother. They're going to bounce off the ceiling. That's how serious God takes it. You know, we want to be the, the leaders. I'm the man of the house, right? We don't want to take leadership when it comes to something like that. We're selective in wanting to take the lead. Early on in my marriage, I, you know, I was, I was such a jerk. <laughs> I'm just, there I said it, I was such a jerk. So proud and pious and snarky and, you know, just this air of spiritual superiority, woman. And I'll tell you, it was, you know, my, my wife, ah, she's an amazing woman. She just, 
looked at me as only a wife can. He says, I, I'm telling on you. He said, what? He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the cross and I'm going to tell the Lord on you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And so she, she would beat me to the cross. And I, I remember sharing that one time, and I, I paused after I said, husbands, beat your wives. And I took a breath where I should have never taken a breath, because what I wanted to finish the sentence saying was, husbands, beat your wives to the cross before she gets there. Because if she gets there first, she's going to tell on you, and it ain't going to be pretty. Because God takes it seriously. He praises her. He praises her. He commends her, the things He says to her, words of encouragement, uplifting, edifying. Oh, they just blossom. And you, you, Listen, you show me a wife whose husband is like that, I'll show you, I'll show you a wife. I'll show you a wife who really, you know, in Ephesians, I didn't mean to go this far into it, we're almost done, but just bear with me. You know, in Ephesians, this is what I usually do whenever I do a wedding. I was, I ask first, I didn't used to. And then one time I had the couple come in and say, um, we kind of didn't want you to do that because you really put us on the spot. And I, I, that was the point. Because in Ephesians, Paul says to the wife, only one time, respect your husbands. But not after telling the husband three times, love your wife. And so, <laughs> love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Love your wife as you love yourself, you, and you love yourself. Love and nourish and cherish and care for your wife as you care for your own body, and you care for your body. Every time you walk by a storefront window, you look at yourself. You love yourself. Love your wife like, like that. And, and love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. And, it, and if you love her that way, then she in turn will respect you, because that's the way God made her. You show me a wife that doesn't respect her husband, I'll tell you why. It's because that husband doesn't love his wife. You know, and, and I have yet to meet a man that doesn't want his wife, respect me, woman. And oh, by the way, the whole submission thing, okay. Wives, submit to your husbands. Oh, we love that verse. But you know what the verse before it says in verse 20 of Ephesians 5? You ready for this? Wait for it. Submit one to another in reverence to the Lord. How about that one? So stop rubbing your wife's face in submit, woman, because you have to submit to Christ. She's not going to submit to you if you're not submitted to the Lord. She's not going to respect you if you don't love her like the Lord loves His church. That's the way God has wired her to be. He praises her. He praises her. You've heard it said, happy wife, happy life. I think somebody coined it a little bit differently. When mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. Verse 29, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. And verses 30 and 31, I mean, it's like it's you're putting a bow 
on one of the most beautiful chapters in God's Word. And I don't know if you notice this or not, but conspicuously absent from everything we've read heretofore is any mention of her beauty. Did you notice that? Oh no, she works hard with her hands, wisdom in her mouth, kindness in her tongue. I mean, she's everything but. We have no idea about her outward beauty. Well, now we're going to hear about that. Listen to this. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. Can I just read that again? Because <laughs> charm is deceitful. You know, you, know, you get charmed, you're, and, and you're deceived. It can be very deceptive. And beauty is passing. Listen, you know, when you're in your 20s, oh, need I go further? <laughs> when you hit, you know, just anyway, I'm not even going to bother. You get the point. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. In other words, the outward beauty is nothing. It's a matter of the heart. You can have someone outwardly, and this is for man or woman, outwardly they can be so handsome, so beautiful, but if there's no fear of the Lord, they don't know the Lord, that is ugliness. And conversely, you can have somebody Outwardly you look at him, you're like, oh, I think about Leah, you know, she was tender-eyed. There's some who believe that, you know, it was just hard on the eyes. You know how we say that, they're easy on the eyes. That's kind of what it meant. You guys know who I'm talking about, right, Leah? Yeah. By the way, just a spoiler alert, um, when, um, uh, God, my mind just went blank, Jacob, right? Yeah. Oh, that was close. It's getting late. We're almost done. So when Jacob dies, you know, he, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get buried next to Rachel. He gets buried next to Leah. Think about Let that sink in. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, some people, you, you know, they're hard on the eyes. But boy, inwardly, they are gorgeous. They are beautiful on the inside. And then lastly, verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. What a beautiful, beautiful chapter. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to read the Bible yourself. You can start in Proverbs, where Pastor J.D. left off, or turn to another book. Each one holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a top priority. A church family can be a source of support and comfort, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can serve and encourage others too and where you can be challenged to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. 
If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates. We also have some helpful resources, too. You'll find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there, a great way to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. That's all available at our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time for more from Proverbs right here on In Spirit and Truth. Call me, me true, true.